0: Hey, Anna, on a scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you on a nightly basis of the Earth being struck by an asteroid?
1: Nightly, it's low, but overall, it, it's up there. Now that I mentioned it? Or just when I'm like supposed to be going to sleep or something. Yeah. Then yeah. it's like, what about asteroids?
0: Yeah. It just pops right in my head. Yeah. Well, um, so, uh, yeah, it is something to be at least a little concerned about. I mean, you look at the... Or very
1: concerned. You look
0: at the past of the Earth. We've been hit several times by giant asteroids and comets and meteors and that kind of stuff. Some that provided extinction-level events, destroying vast quantities of the Earth. But... Is this to be a pep talk? Oh, I don't know. I don't know where it I was doesn't going with this. Yeah, is, was is, going is, somewhere with this. Is there this, a but... point to this sentence? Was... Because it's,
1: I feel like I should crawl under some kind of, like, crawl to the desk here
0: Well, and get, uh, get into c- safety. I don't know. People ask me that a lot. They're like, aren't you afraid, like, we're going to be destroyed from above somehow? <laughs> like, this, this fear of, and I'm not. And I don't know. Maybe I should be. I don't know. <laughs>
1: because maybe... you see what humanity's just doing to the earth as it is. You're <laughs> I, like, I think we're going to take care of it ourselves, Yeah, actually. I mean, like... like,
0: death from the skies is one. It's It's a little ab- abstract, but... Uh, it is definitely a concern of NASA and a lot of scientists that they are looking, they're scanning the skies, watching for potentially hazardous asteroids. Uh, and there's this whole class of them called near-Earth asteroids that come nearby us. Which is too close. It, it, near is always too close Yeah, like, don't even,
1: just far away asteroids, the FAAs is what I... Let's call uh, yeah, F that's F far what I, F, away asteroids. Yeah, athletes. that's yeah. what I... I'm creating a new classification, and those are the ones I appreciate most.
0: You know, I think that would be a good those. So then, those are the ones you can sleep at night, not worried about. Oh yeah. And then the NEAs, near Earth asteroids. Yeah.
1: Those, those I'm, I'm just going to pretend they don't exist.
0: I think that's probably a wise idea. I mean, there's yeah. thousands of them. But oh my god, we'll just. Uh, but luckily, good news I need a is a paper bag
1: to breathe into or something. Good news is of none of
0: them are going to hit us that we know of.
1: Mm-hmm. That we know of. What this is the worst. You're the you're the worst don't feel comforted at all.
0: Oh, you caught that part. All right, yeah, you're like,
1: you're creating more now. I'm really gonna worry
0: about it. Well, so this is what so now you can so people have to tune in to the rest of the episode oh. to find out how uh <laughs> what's gonna happen. Earth gonna be struck by asteroids. It's a terrible ploy for listenership. Tune in more after weather. That's right. We're just gonna
1: take our time, do an intro, maybe tell you more. Maybe not. Nah, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's gonna be wait,
0: great. wait, no, we want them to listen. Oh no, no, we, you don't know if we're gonna be fine. Right, there we go. Tune in for the rest of the episode to find out if you will
1: survive. Cue dramatic music.
0: From the studios of Cincinnati Public Radio, I'm Dean Regis and this is Looking Up.
1: And I'm Anna Heman, and we work at the oldest public observatory in the United States, the Cincinnati Observatory, where we share the wonders of the universe with thousands of people every year, and now we're doing the same with this podcast. We love talking with astronauts and scientists and authors and other colorful characters about topics like astronomy and space science. Today, we're joined by Simone A. Mark. Okay, we made them wait. We did the intro. There's probably music in there that Josh put in. And so, how in danger are we?
0: Yeah, can we put in some like explosion sounds? I mean, that's something <laughs> like that. Just uh, you know,
1: nah, no, I, that's, that's too not much. nice. That's well, too much.
0: although, yeah, a, set up the drama. Yeah, factor, I know. Put some ears. always looking to do. Put some ears onto the whatever you call it. <laughs> pot, anyway, yeah. Um. So yeah, how in danger are we? It, it really isn't anything that I it doesn't keep me up at night. It doesn't, I don't like worry about these asteroids coming to hit us on a daily basis. You think (laughs) you take the world view, you take the long view and like, right. You know, if you say in the next 10,000 years, are we going to be hit by an asteroid? Well, that's (sighs) when it gets a little dicier. Uh, But on a daily basis, it's not a big deal of, yeah, we see lots of these objects out there. None of them are coming close to us. But I think the the media and social media especially tries to exploit our fears about this, similarly to how I tried to do it, but less good. They do it yeah. much better because you see those reports of like asteroid coming between us and the moon, near miss,
1: almost going to hit us. And they always say the size of it in relativity to something on Earth. Like the one I saw was like the size of the Washington Monument. I'm like – who was like, let me hold on real quick. Let me just see how tall the Washington Monument is. Let me see how tall this how big the search is. it is. It's a fit. Like who, like why do they need you to do that?
0: I know. And I, I came across this when I was trying to describe stuff for, for like a book, trying to say how big something was and the facts from space book. And yeah. they, they, I always use like meters and feet and that kind of stuff. Right. And finally somebody said, you know how you explain it to an American <laughs> is you make it in terms of football field size. That's American. That is understand. a depressing yeah.
1: commentary yeah. on our culture. So, but yeah, it's true. So
0: for England, they don't know what that is. Yeah. But for everybody else, it was
1: Or they think it's a soccer field. Yeah, they're football, like soccer yeah. field. Yeah.
0: So but you're right. They try to put that that spin on like this is how big it is. Yeah. And then it always goes into the well, what if it did hit us kind of thing? What kind of damage would it do? It's
1: irresponsible. Or,
0: I think it is. And so <laughs> I remember, you know, it gets attention to to space, but it's I don't know if it's good attention. It seems like it's a little too much.
1: I feel like it's probably how marine biologists think about how when the media talks about shark attacks because it's so rare. And if you point them all out, you're going to create a fear. I mean, I'm not trying to make commentary on modern (laughs) modern media. But like, you know, and as an astronomer, it's like, well, don't scare people. We're supposed to be instilling wonder in the night sky, not –
0: terror. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> these things that come by and they miss us by, you know, it was a near miss. It only missed us by 4 million miles, only missed us by, you know, 9 million miles. I'm like, well, that that's not really It close.
1: kind of upsets me, actually, because I already have enough to worry about. Exactly.
0: You don't need that kind <laughs> I mean, of stuff.
1: I don't need, yeah, like I, I really cannot.
0: Yeah, so we have some local that. media that calls me on to, to talk about these stories quite often. And it's basically like, uh, they're like, oh, Dean's on again to tell us we're not going to die. So I'm like the reassurance. The, uh, the They're going to
1: find somebody else, you know.
0: That they'll tell them that we're not going to die. They're going
1: to find somebody who's like, is just dramatic enough. Mm. <laughs> Maybe... They can string this like out for another day or something. You, you know that, right? Are you you're applying for this job? I, I can neither be... confirm nor deny that I have been You've receiving been, emails you, from several local media outlets for my flair for the dramatic. They're like, We're not we don't like this positive
0: spin guy. Yeah. We uh, don't like
1: the reality. Can you can you give us the <laughs> negative side? Or can you really just like Puff this up and make this into something, and the answer is yes. I, I absolutely can. All right, well, I'll, I'm just kidding. They're going to stick with your level-headed eva- evaluation to calm the masses. Nah, that's uh, what they
0: need. I'll see you on on talk radio. We'll see how this works out. <laughs> this will
1: be like other opposite sides of the <laughs> we'll
0: desk. See, I mean, see, see on Art Bell and you know whatever. They, anyway, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah, but most of you know the asteroids where they live. I mean, most of them live between Mars and Jupiter. So I mean, we're talking millions and millions of miles away between from Mars us. Mars and Jupiter. Okay. So they don't get close to us. But and they're, they're just all, hanging out. They just they circle. Are around. they moving? They are moving. So they're all circling around the sun. Uh, And they all have their own particular orbits. There's rocky ones. There's uh, there's icy ones. There's well, it's mostly rocky, and there's metallic ones. (laughs) You said icy. I thought of
1: like the drink and icy. I was like, that would be amazing. It would be an ice. But you're talking about it's made of ice. Made of ice. Yeah, but
0: it's mostly rock. And so that's fair. So far, astronomers have found over seven hundred thousand asteroids in our solar system. So seven hundred thousand bits of rock and I don't like it from various sizes. Mm -mm. And but most of them are really far away. So
1: but they're moving.
0: They are moving. I
1: would. they'd be in park, not drive, just incidentally. But that's fine.
0: Yes. Whatever. And then, of course, we're going to send a mission to purposefully collide into an asteroid just to see what happens. (laughs) And, you know, it's one of those missions that I'm like, really? That's all you got?
1: Oh, yeah. You don't like these. No, because if like, we're going to – so the yeah, idea is, is we're going to run into too. this
0: asteroid right. just to see how far we can move it. Like if we <laughs> – if it was coming at us and if we really need to hit it like Armageddon style of Bruce
1: Willis yeah. and stuff,
0: well, how far we can actually move it.
1: I mean it's not bocce ball. What do you mean if I can like hit it and move it? I don't I understand that.
0: Yeah, so for every – uh you know, like action, there's an, a, re, a reaction. Okay. So this would just move it, yeah, like a pool ball, except for you're hitting it with a very small thing, trying to move this very big thing just a little bit.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. And so my point is, this is an asteroid that's not going to hit us. Right. The only thing we could do is change it so it could hit us. <laughs> oh, Why just, just leave it alone? Why just leave it alone? Live and let live or I don't yeah. know. Yeah, because yeah. hitting an asteroid is yeah, probably not the solution of that's going to save the Earth knocked someday. Knocked it off track. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. So let's let's see. That one's the one that bothers. You know, let's just oh, we'll let's... leave the asteroids alone. They're fine out there. The whole new crop of worries. I know. Great. Yeah, for real. So, and then of course we got the largest asteroid out there called Ceres. That's uh, it's about six hundred miles across, which isn't. Super gigantic, and I think we'll ask our <laughs> guest today if he thinks it's a planet or not. Asteroids and planets oh. that debate, you know. This is the kind of high stakes questioning that we do. This is, is the kind of edgy important. media that we are. Well, you know, we'll ask him if we're going to get hit by something too, and then uh... that's the
1: first question. Okay, we didn't oh, oh, okay. I mean, have the time to waste.
0: Okay, I will go. So, it's true. we should I Just knocked
1: my microphone. I was so
0: animated with Good that. Good point. Response. We should we should find that out ahead of time. But uh, Ceres is this really cool world that's you know it's 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 round. It's got lots of geology, got lots of reactions going on it, Uh, and so Uh uh, yeah, we had this mission out there called Dawn that explored it Mm -hmm. along with another uh, asteroid named Vesta. And uh, so these asteroids are pretty cool worlds, but they are, yeah. Let's keep them, keep them out there. I say yeah. let's keep them farther away
1: and don't bump into them. Let's not bump into them. If it's let's an not, accident, that's different. Let's like, not
0: mine them. That's another idea. Let's yeah, go get let's, some and bring them closer to Earth no, so we can mine them. I,
1: I think they're good where they are.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It just doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, but luckily uh, for folks out there worried about asteroids, uh, there has not been one. Asteroid, meteorite, meteoroid, space debris, death. we re- to cover all your bases. Recorded. Nothing from outer space has come and hit the Earth and killed any person in the last 109 years. No, 113 years. What about the cow? Oh, well, a cow, that's been hit by something. That's true. That was, did There wasn't a, a meteorite that did hit a cow and supposedly kill it. So... Could be an anecdotal story. I'm not sure. Like, not like anybody saw it. until proven guilty. Yeah, I mean. the cow could have just fallen over. There was a cow and it was dead and then there was these rocks next to it. And so they just added <laughs> up and like, oh, hey, that's a meteorite. That killed the cow. and The story is born. Now, whether or not I believe it doesn't matter because I possess one piece of that <laughs> rock because I bought it at the meteorite deal. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I do have a piece of the rock that supposedly killed the cow. And I bought into that story. So uh, well done. Well done, storyteller on that.
1: That, Yeah, this really came full circle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Simone Mark
0: is the staff scientist at the Southwest Research Institute in Boulder, Colorado. He's been part of the science teams for several NASA missions, including Psyche, Dawn, and Messenger. And now he's working on the Lucy mission to explore asteroids out at Jupiter's orbit. Simone, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: So uh, the Lucy mission launched in October and it's on its way to asteroids. So what's the latest on the mission and where is it headed? Where is it headed?
2: Yeah, the lusa mission is added to a class of asteroids that have never been uh, visited before by a spacecraft. These asteroids are called the uh, Trojan asteroids, and uh, they are found at the same distance from the Sun as Jupiter is, so they're pretty far out. And uh, however, they are um, very far from Jupiter as well. In fact, they are uh, leading and trailing uh, along the same orbit around the Sun um, uh, with respect to the position of the planet.
1: And can you share with us a little bit about what what you're trying to learn or what you're hoping to see with this mission?
2: Yes, uh, definitely. Lucy, it's really a mission of exploration um, in the sense that we are going to visit a a large number of asteroids, eight in total. Uh, that have not been visited before by any spacecraft. Therefore, we lack of um, you know, even basic understanding of how these log- objects may look like. Uh, so the, the the tasks that the spacecraft will accomplish are uh, looking at their surfaces in order to understand the morphology, the geology of these objects. We also want to look at the composition of these objects as well, and a fundamental uh, properties such as uh, the volume, the mass, uh, which will inform us about the density and therefore we will have a sense about the internal structure so these are the high level goals of the loose mission.
0: are we expecting these asteroids to be you know different than the classical asteroids in the asteroid belt
2: yeah so that is a very good question indeed um, the reason uh, why we expect uh, that these Trojan asteroids to be potentially radically different to the asteroids that more commonly we find in the main belt is because uh, the Trojan asteroids formed much farther out in the solar system. And eventually, due to a number of early processes in the solar system, got pushed in closer to the, the sun and then eventually got trapped in these uh, stable locations where we find them today. So the Contrary, objects from the main belt are, for the most part, we think, formed either uh, uh, where we see them now or perhaps uh, some of them uh, could have formed much closer to the Earth, so the inner solar system. And how this difference in terms of distances from the sun uh, has tremendous implication for the composition, for instance. We expect to find more... um, light elements, such as water and other volatile elements, including uh, carbon and other interesting species, uh, more uh, in the outer solar system than uh, closer to the sun. And so this could bring us to very, very different composition than what we are familiar with, uh, regular main belt asteroids.
0: Well, and speaking of the main belt asteroids, you have a new book out called uh, Colliding Worlds, And uh, so, Anne and I have been talking about this, so uh, break it to us. Uh, How likely are we going to be colliding with anything from space?
2: (laughs) Um, Well, thanks for uh, commenting on that. I think that um, likelihood for the Earth to go through a major uh, catastrophic uh, disruption or a large collision that could wipe up entirely the surface of the Earth are uh, basically zero. What could happen, perhaps, is collide with a smaller um, asteroid, um, perhaps tens of meters or so in size, that uh, flies around the Earth and eventually may, may collide with, with our planets. But these are relatively small-scale events, and, um, and so that's what we think today about the, you know, the possibility of, of the Earth colliding with other space objects.
0: Well, I feel better.
2: You, you feel better, Anna?
1: I felt better during the first part of that. Oh, yeah, I
2: know. He could have stopped after And then the first I was
1: part. like, wait, now, what else could happen? That was.
0: Mm. Let's just gloss over but that. But yeah, part.
1: he said, I'm, I'm basically zero. So that's what I'm just going to stop with. All right, at. we'll just stop with that. As we're, as all, was... we're That's not going to take us out. So yeah, it no, that feels that's, good. Uh...
2: Yeah, let's just just focus on the good news. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's amazing how much more enjoyable life can be when you just yeah ignore all the bad news. Um, so, uh, what makes an asteroid like Ceres uh, such an amazing, you know, fascinating place for astronomers?
2: So, Ceres is the largest asteroid in the in the main belt of asteroids, and so it's an object that is. Um, uh, you know, it doesn't belong to the Trojan um, asteroids, it's closer to us, it is an object that has been visited by a NASA, another NASA spacecraft, the Dawn mission um, a few years back. And uh, we have learned a great deal about these asteroids looking at the surface. Uh, it's. Um, you know, I like to joke about this. serious looks like a chemical factory to, to, to a huge scale because um, as you look at the surface, you find different minerals, um, different composition all over the place. It's an extremely rich place in terms of surface composition. That is perhaps uh, the single most important highlight for, for that object. Now, there is an interesting um, segue, if you will, um, uh, Ceres is is a peculiar kind of object uh, with respect to other main belt asteroids. And in fact, the latest um, theories uh, suggest that Ceres m- might have formed much farther out from the Sun than we find it today. And in that sense, perhaps, uh, Ceres is, uh, is a sibling uh, of the Trojan asteroids that were separated um, early on after after formation. Uh, that's something that uh, the Lucy mission would uh, potentially uh, uh, improve our, our understanding by studying the Trojan asteroids up close and potentially trying to establish connection with other asteroids such as Ceres.
0: All right, well, so I'm going to ask a potentially controversial question here. Uh, Anne and I debate the planethood status of lots of things. So, in your opinion,
2: are asteroids planets? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. Yes, uh, I knew yeah, it. They could be.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm, just kidding. Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I interrupted. Yeah, really? I interrupted. Dean? I'm sorry, got too excited. we to play it uh, cool.
2: <laughs> I think, uh, Honestly, uh, there is sometimes a great deal of debate about the definition of what is a planet and what is not. Um, In the end, the way I look at that debate is really about um, terminology. Um, I don't think there is much um, more than that in the end of the day. So we could call um, all the objects in the solar system that orbit the sun, we could Call all of them planets uh, if you wanted, and and that could be fine as well. I guess uh, the distinction between planet and asteroids is just to uh, to remark that uh, the planets are much larger objects, and so uh, that is could be one physical distinction. But other than that, it's only kind of nomenclature in the end. Um, um, on the other hand, you know, uh, if you look at Ceres, uh, it has been the only object uh, in the solar system, to my knowledge, that has been classified. Um, as a comet, as it was found afterward as an asteroid, and uh, now as a dwarf planet. So it has been uh, sort of shifting around quite a bit in terms of classification. Actually, I should say that right after the discovery, it was thought that Ceres was a missing planet between Mars and Jupiter, so also was thought to be a planet. So as you see, one single object had all possible classifications that we have today. But in the end of the day, Ceres is Ceres, and uh, we just need to explore these objects and find out more of what they are made of.
1: I like that. Series is series. I don't know. I think that means it could have been a planet. But that's <laughs> cool. Um that's interesting though. Okay. So um Dean had mentioned and and we saw in your bio that you've worked on a number of NASA mission. So, if we shift gears a little bit, um, you've also worked uh, on the appropriately named Messenger, going to little old Mercury out there. Is there anything cool? That, I always feel like Mercury is kind of neglected. It's so tiny and way out there, just hanging out. Is there anything that you you know found out or some cool cool stuff that uh, was discovered in that mission?
2: Uh, there is uh, a, a number of interesting things about Mercury. It is uh, somehow a forgotten uh, planet in a way because first of all it's been it's hard to get there to explore it uh, mm-hmm. there's only been uh, two missions so far there is another one on its way that 's the Euro- European baby Colombo mission um, that just recently had a flyby with Mercury and will get into orbit uh, in a few years uh, so there is more to come uh, down the pike but uh, it is true that as been uh, sort of less studied uh, planets uh, for for the fact that it's hard to get to. Um, as an object in itself, it's it's very intriguing. Um, first of all, uh, it is tiny, as you correct mentioned with respect to, say, the Earth. But uh, the internal structure and composition is very peculiar. It's very unlike the Earth. The core of the planet is much larger with respect to the mass of, of the body than it is on the Earth. And so that makes already something very intriguing. And and, and, and exploration so far have been trying to uh, understand uh, this, uh, how Mercury could have formed. I don't think we quite know yet though so hopefully we will find out more with a new mission
0: yeah it's a mysterious world and uh, this uh, mission out to the Trojan asteroids are really excited about this Uh, thanks for talking with us about this today it's been a lot
2: of fun yeah thank you so much my pleasure
0: we've been talking with Simone Mark for more information about his work and the Lucy mission visit our website at wvxu.org slash looking up
1: It's time for factor fiction. I don't even try to lie about this either cuz okay. I know I have I have backup. Okay. First of all, we always we all know there's the cow fatality of meteorite intrusion. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Don't say it like that like you don't believe it. <laughs> And then last yeah, month, I do
0: believe it. I mean, I think it, it's Poor it's a pretty legit. Bessie. It seems a pretty legit story. I mean, yeah. like there was a there was this big meteor shower. There was like all these shooting stars. People were noticing all these fireballs, uh-huh. and it was in uh, Venezuela, I believe. And so. Yeah they're all noticing this and the farmer wakes up the next day and sees this cow and there's all these meteorites right next to it and it's obvious the rock went through the cow mm-hmm. and yeah so it oh and god it, that's so terrible. yeah look it up it's a it's a actually an, a meteor meteorite called Valera it has a name to the rock that's so. a kind of,
1: it's kind of a sick name yes valera that's valera yeah
0: so i uh, like it i'll I'll bring it into work yeah bring it into
1: work i mean this is like don't keep it for yourself rude. (laughs) um speaking of meteorites flying through things last month there was a woman in canada fact or fiction she almost got hit with a meteorite like through her skull that flew in her house and landed next to her pillow yes now try to debunk this because I, I, I read it on NPR.
0: <laughs> oh, NPR. Ooh, la, la. So that's right.
1: It wasn't on the Globe or whatever the, the tab was my grandma used to read R. It was on a real news site. So true or false, Mr. We're-Not-Gonna-Get-Hit-By-Anything?
0: I don't know if I can confirm it because the talk radio <laughs> didn't ask me to come on to talk oh my about God. it. gosh, so in Canada, if it didn't happen, you know, like our local talk radio, they're always that's actually true. Yeah, yeah. If, if it if it didn't, actually it's not No, fear. they would well, they would want me on if it didn't happen. So since it did happen, then they won't have me on. Yeah, does that make that's, sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes All sense. Right, anyway, that does make sense. so fact fact it is true. A a, uh, a woman in uh, Golden, British Columbia. Uh, Kind of went to her room and saw this hole in her ceiling, uh, and then on her pillow, basically on her bed, was this rock, this two point eight. No, on her
1: pillow. Rock. Yeah, you should say on her bed. It was on her pillow.
0: It was on the. Pillow? That's what they said. It was
1: like under her pillow, or in well, between the picture her pillow.
0: made it look like it was right next to the pillow. But yeah okay, anyway, you're it's, downplaying. It's close. You're you're part of big asteroid. It didn't the, go through her, her bed, ready. so it went through her oh. roof, through her ceiling. And then landed on the bed, maybe on the pillow. Depends. Sources differ on this. Uh, And so this, you know, two point eight pound rock that came all through this. And uh, so she was not in the bed at the time. Uh, It's not quite clear if she was even home at the time. But she goes into the room and sees this rock and is like, "Whoa, that could have been my head." Yeah. And so she calls the police to come (laughs) investigate. You know, like maybe somebody threw a rock through her ceiling somehow. Darn kids. And uh, so I love the, the, you know, Canadian police officer response. He he takes one look and offers a guess and he says, quote, I think you have a meteorite in your bed. (laughs) I love it.
1: The best thing is I'm picturing this person in a Mountie outfit, yes. but he's probably just like a police officer, yeah, yeah. which is great too. Yeah. Um. So it does add slightly the comical value. So he just looked at it. Maybe he was an amateur astronomer.
0: I there there's a lot of amateur you astronomers out there, and so yes, they work day jobs. They do, and so they can even be Mounties. They can be all sorts of things. Oh my and, God. Uh, <laughs> but I just like his deadpan, probably wow. of like. Yeah, I mean, like they've probably seen everything, but this is a super rare event to have a, a, a meteorite crash through somebody's ceiling, yeah. and and she should be thankful. Yeah, she was not asleep at the time, or uh, and this goes back to the only other or the only person we know that's been hit by a meteorite was uh, somebody that was sleeping in their bed.
1: Minding their own business. Minding
0: their own business. Rock came through their ceiling, uh, through the roof, all that stuff. <clears throat> hit her in the side as she was laying. Uh, she lived, had a big bruise and was sore, but uh, it. Uh, she is the only person that have known to be hit by a meteorite in modern times.
1: Okay. and But if you keep the meteorite, though, too, they're like, I was looking, we were looking at, the you know, how much this, they're worth. I mean, this is like, so you, you kind of hit the lottery. Yeah, I mean, if this is this you got is, hit by a meteorite, but here's some money.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if there's insurance to cover the roof, but that rock will pay for a lot. That's <laughs> meteorite a, insurance? I know exactly. You could be a spokesperson. Yeah, so uh, well, if it comes on the market uh, to sell to buy, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I can put it next to the cow killer next one. To the cow- this will be the, the golden the golden British
1: Columbia rock. Oh my God! Oh. This is the oddest collection in the history of time. You Need a better name. Yeah, it, it, cow killer is like really good, yeah. but pillow yeah. smusher. <laughs> Pillows? I can't. I, I know. know, but no, not pillow see, smusher. We'll, we'll see. We crasher.
0: I don't even know. We'll see if we can top it by the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. Let's
1: think it through. Well, that's it for this episode of Looking Up. Thanks again to Simone Mark for joining us today. You can find more information about his work and the Lucy mission at wvxu.org slash looking up. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast, Looking Up, wherever you get your audio. And if you're an Apple podcast user, we would really appreciate a rating and a comment and maybe a suggested name for what could be Dean's new meteorite that which helps others to find us.
0: Yeah, you're still thinking about that. I that's am. Good. Nothing's better than pillow squisher. So right. I think that's it. Do you have <laughs> so any fair. topic or guest ideas for us cuz boy we should we could use some. <laughs> we <really laughs> we'd love to hear from you. So find us on Facebook or Twitter or drop us a note at looking up at wvxu.org.
1: Our theme song and additional music is by Y, that's W H Y question mark from their album Moline, courtesy of Joyful Noise Recordings and Terror Bird Media.
0: Looking up is a production of Cincinnati Public Radio. We're produced by Josh Elstro and Jim Nolan provides additional
1: web assistance. Thank you for listening. I'm Anna Heeman. And I'm Dean Regis. Keep looking up.